Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Well, we didn't quite make it as far as we wanted because there were some belt issues along the way that night, and it was like late, and we're out in the middle of this field and decide that, uh, you know what, let's just go to bed now. <laughs> and get up early, get there, right, and start the day off because we we're literally driving to the start. I don't know how in many... your side by side. Yeah, so we're out in the middle of nowhere, driving to where we're starting, and uh, pull up, and I set up the hammocks um, between myself and Ian Blomgren of Full Throttle Battery. Yeah, his UTV, and uh, get everything all nice, and I go to hop in it. And wouldn't you know it, he forgot to set the e-brakes. Although oh. he wasn't in park, it just goes <laughs> and rolls in. I knock over a whole bunch of stuff he had sitting on a tire. He's That's like, funny. oh, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, <laughs> wow, I should have put it in park, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah, was a big funny. trust fall too, because I literally hopped right on in and it pff, right on the ground thing almost ran me over <laughs> what's going like, on oh gosh what the what you're listening to america's off-road podcast brought to you by off-road power products fueled by enthusiasm a passion for the outdoors and a spirit of adventure we drive the industry we love uh welcome back to another episode oh we're going yeah, did we're they live. just listen to all those little antics there? You guys have listened to everything. Ah. You heard the the pre intro jibber jabber. No, they didn't. They cut it out. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably best for you. It's probably best for me. <laughs> uh, but welcome back. We got another episode going tonight. Before we dive into it, I'm here with Mr. Cooper. Hey, what up? I am the what Ewok, the troll. Oh, no, they I'm haven't the told two. me yet. I know it's either dwarf. Uh, Ewok. What um, happens if I shave my face? Then what? You're a cabbage patch doll. In Oompa Loompa? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You know what? I like I like it when you get involved and you come up with ideas. Hey, Still you waiting. Gotta, you got to embrace it. I right? think it's worth it. I think it's worth a shirt. <laughs> oh, I get my own t-shirt? No. Well, yeah. I hadn't <laughs> even thought about that. That's great. We can have them in like little action figure sizes <laughs> for you. <laughs> Oh man! Ah, well, who thinks we ought to have a shirt for him? Uh, not. Me. I kind of feel like there could be a whole line of them. You uh, could be a dwarf, and we can do like a whole Lord of the Rings theme, you oh know, where boy. like your rigs broke oh down or boy. stuck, and you're going on a great journey. And this big, big giant <laughs> yeti comes in to save me and pull me out of the hole. Uh, did you just call pumpkin a yeti? No, I called you a yeti. Oh no, I'll be driving because that's <laughs> what I do <laughs> while you're walking. Uh, I'm crushing it. This intro. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, uh, yeah, we're going to dive into this episode. As oh, always. I'm excited. Much, much appreciated. Did yeah. I just talk over you again? Yeah, you did. 
you did. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, it's gonna be. A it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Where can go they ahead. find it? Where Seriously. can they listen to us, Cooper? It's all the places. All the places. <laughs> so the SoundCloud. <laughs> SoundCloud. Like it's just floating around. It's we're in the yeah, Twittersphere. Uh, isn't it uh, on uh, um, Apple? Apple. Yeah. It's, it's called uh, the YouTube's. Yep, YouTube's. You can see us on you. Oh man, did you see? Oh what my you gosh! If you you hit it with your leg. <laughs> yeah. And when you went uh, little person mode, now they all know my secret. I jacked my chair up so I don't look yeah. as small. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on the podcast, so that's all much appreciated. Yeah. Keep sending mm-hmm. that stuff into mm-hmm. podcast at offeropowerproducts.com. Take a screenshot of your rig, your campsite, your lifestyle, what you guys love to do outdoors. Um, Definitely send it in with a screenshot of your review, and we'll get something in the mail for you maybe a t shirt, hat. Something. I don't know. Maybe some of my Depends on how good the info is you share with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but today is a customer request, but we're kind of putting our own little twist on it. So we had a customer reach out and wanted to mm-hmm. wanted us to talk about loadout compared to vehicle and side-by-side. Instead, we decided we were just going to cover pretty much loadout on side-by-side in general. If you're going on either a long trip like Cooper did on the BDR. Oh, man. 14... 37, 1,437 miles. In his side-by-side. side-by-side. Or if you're just looking to build a side-by-side to do essentially what the overlanding guys are doing. If you're building it mm-hmm. with the purpose to go out and enjoy it with your family, get to camping spots you can't get to in your rig, we're going to throw out some tips, tricks, advice, um, kind of talk about Cooper's trip and what he did. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. God, we, I, I had the whole gamut yeah. of... Uh, of styles along with me, the ones that brought everything, right? To include kitchen sinks. How many people did you have on there? Oh, God, I can't remember. Like twenty three or something. It was in the twenties, wasn't no, it? No, it Teens? wasn't in the twenties. It was in the. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I might have to take shoes <laughs> off here. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, five, um, six, seven. I, I think we were just shy of 10. Okay. Um, so 10 different perspectives it, on yes. UTV loadout. Oh, yeah. Uh, completely. And food and sleeping arrangements and everything else. And, you know, I, I'm i of the same mind when it comes to my UTV as I am in my rig. Right. I don't like to carry a whole lot of extra Lightweight. stuff. I like it. I will go minimalist and just enjoy the journey and everything we're doing. And that that's the way I did it. Which, and not to get side, sidetracked from the regular topic, mm-hmm. I feel like you necessarily haven't always been like a super lightweight no. kind of guy until you built Pumpkin. I think Pumpkin completely changed your perspective on that. Well, no. The, y- to a y- certain extent. Yes and no. Um, the thing is, I'd built a lot of really heavier eggs. Right. And I broke a lot of things. <laughs> And I carried a lot of things with me. And then with Pumpkin, I was like, you know, I'm going to try something different. It's the first rig I've ever seen you run since I've been here in almost seven years that you have not put a spare got, tire. Why you got to like, you just got to start talking. You got to bring all that negativity on me. <laughs> next next trip out, guess who I'm calling when I get a flat? <laughs> you don't even have a tool a toolbox in Pumpkin. No, I don't. A tool kit. No. Mm-mm. No, I just like every time I go out, I say a little prayer, cross my fingers, and hope that someone with me brought tools. <laughs> like maybe, just maybe someone's got tools on this trip. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you take the more lightweight, less is more approach on your UTV. That yeah, I like to build. put a little bit less uh, abuse, I guess you could say. I mean, UTVs, unless you're getting like a Pioneer or a Ranger or... Kubota, something like that. We're 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 pretty light on the utility side of things. <laughs> yes, this is more <clears throat> performance based. Yes, topic. there is definitely more performance based, and it's already got its hands full with me. Yeah, um, and I'm not talking about my foot on the skinny pedal. Just <laughs> how much preload I got to put on the driver's side of those coilovers <laughs> to flatten things out. Up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So one thing I do want to bring up why we wanted to cover this topic is because the last time we went to Ash and I went to Sand Sports Super Show. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That was right before COVID. 
and it blew my mind. How many rooftop tents were on UTV? And I knew it was coming, but the second I saw it, I was like, "Good night." No, that was all. That was all for the event. That was all the Kazarakis. There's no way people are putting rooftop tents on those things and running around. If the you wild. guys are doing it. Take yeah. a screenshot. Send, send pictures. Send I don't believe pictures. it. I do. It's like a unicorn. Until <laughs> you see it, who's believing it? Well, here's here's the one thing Ash and I were having. Ash couldn't make it tonight, unfortunately, but Ash and I were having a little like pre-podcast discussion about it. Right. The one cool thing about that is there's a lot of places we've gone to in our side-by-sides right. that I was just like most incredible views, coolest places ever that you could never get to in a truck. Right. Like the night we, I was introduced to Kyle's Corner, that little, oh, yeah, the, that, was, <laughs> that peak we went to. Like, how cool was that? Imagine yep. camping there. Ah, uh, that'd be glorious. It would be rad. So I, I get it, but I don't get it. Um, right. But let's talk, first off, let's talk about. Um, well, I think we need, before, before like <laughs> I start entertaining the idea of a rooftop tent on a UTV, a couple of things need to happen. One, <laughs> we didn't need to not have belts driving these things. Yeah, that's a. Big concern, especially and, when you're throwing weight on. Yeah, and horsepower, yeah. and tires, and gear, and yeah, all of that. And two, they need to come out with a lighter weight option of UTV or tent. Uh, well, I don't, I don't. UTVs are pretty light anyway, <laughs> but a tent, because yeah, you know they they're like 150 to 200 pounds, and well, right. A lot of people would look at me and say, well, maybe you should just miss a meal or two, Cooper. Lose some weight. That'd be fine. That's, That's not the option. <laughs> doesn't, well, and not only that, it doesn't change the fact that you're putting that 150 pounds at the tallest point of your vehicle. Yeah. Which is sketchy. No, it helps with stability. Like, you feel really comfortable at speeds in the corners then. Um, let's, let's dive into that particular topic first when it comes to UTV loadout is yeah. center of center of gravity and well I've seen it all I've seen it from uh you know stacked up on the roof stacked up on the hood stacked up on the back um I knew that I wasn't going to have a passenger with me right so I did things a little bit different I completely removed my passenger seat I'm true like, start passenger delete then I don't have to worry about anyone riding with me I can listen to whatever music I want and I can you can do, I could do whatever. And then uh, I built a um, rack system that went in where my passenger seat went, all aluminum, and it had a hanger for fuel bags because the biggest limitation with a UTV is is fuel, especially yep. in the high-performance ones. The range and the tank size will limit a lot of things. So um, I had a bunch of those uh, giant... Um, giant loop. Yep, fuel bags, which are They're awesome. Killer. Yep. Um, they form fit to a lot of nice locations. Um, I had four or five gallon bags, I want to say, so I could carry an extra 20, 20 gallons, 20 gallons with me. Um, which, uh, luckily we had, uh, we had someone, uh, line out the logistics really good on that. So I never got to a point where I was worried I had fuel to spare for, uh, other people. And uh, the fuel mileage was pretty good, but uh, by the end of it, I'd only fill two of them. So, oh wow, ten gallons would end up helping out a lot as right. far as what I was doing on that BDR. And I think with some careful planning, you can you can figure that stuff out pretty good. Of course, now there's some really good options available for tanks. Yeah, um, to add extra fuel tanks, there's uh, one of them. Um, I think it was AGM made yep. that extra tank that goes underneath the uh, driver and passenger of the X3 and you use it to refill your um, main tank. And, and it's a full tank. Um, and then uh, um, there is one other company makes a replacement tank for the for quite a few different models. Yeah. Uh, the X3, the Honda Talon, a couple of the Razors, and they are direct fit in the factory location but they've changed some things around a little bit to get you a few extra gallons here and there which is a big deal on a utv oh yeah i'm you know what on that topic i'm surprised titan tank hasn't come out with anything yet yeah no me too titan tank or yeah or smb or smb you know any of those <clears throat> probably too small for them i mean utvs aren't that big of a market <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, that's gonna segue into our next podcast, by the way, which is trail etiquette. Oh yes, yeah, yeah just a one, heads guys. up. That one's um, coming. <laughs> Anywho, so you got you got your fuel situated. Got, with- got the fuel. Um, food. I, I kept it real simple. Uh, I didn't. And this is this is just me. Everyone can do something different. I I kept it real simple. Um, I had a little burner. Right. I, I brought that Timbo Tusk. The Timbo Tusk burner. Yep. Or did you bring the whole Timbo? No, tusk? I brought the whole Timbo oh, cool. Tusk, yeah. and I had the Timbo pretty Tusk burner. Yeah. So I could do coffee, warm up water. And then I had all um like those Madras lentils. Yeah. I had the prepackaged stuff that was already like pre cooked, like the rice, that and and then I carried a uh, little cooler with some uh, meat in it and stuff like that. Meat and eggs. Just stuff to make it real simple, you know. I don't gotta carry the this huge cooler and get like tons and tons of ice. It's just that I can throw a couple little things in this teeny tiny little cooler. It'll last until I can stop again. Yep. And uh, good to go. And then lots and lots of water, but I packed everything in there on the floor on as low as possible. And uh, I didn't, I didn't sacrifice anything as far as handling that sucker handled phenomenal Um, for sleeping. I kept that pretty simple too. I had a, uh, Really lightweight overnight mummy bag, um, an inflatable uh, pillow, and uh, Eno hammock. Like literally everything that I needed to sleep in would fit and camp in would fit in this little. And that's one thing that kind of blows my mind is you see these people putting rooftop tents on the top of their side-by-sides. Or... You can put something in your glove box. Glove box. Literally. <laughs> Everything I needed to sleep fit in the glove box. I remember remember you packing for that, and I was like, well, well where are you going to sleep? And you, I got my Eno. Yep. You can set it up. And, and if you have a couple of UTVs, I set up between two that's, UTVs. That's it. You don't necessarily, If you're in the middle of nowhere, the desert, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can just, if, if you're going with somebody, just tie the straps between the top <laughs> of the cages. Side note, funny story on that one. First night, we're going to get to the start, right, in Jarbage? Yeah. Well, we didn't quite make it as far as we wanted because there were some belt issues along the way that night, and it was, like, late, and we're out in the middle of this field and decide that, uh, you know what, let's just go to bed now (laughs) and get up early, get there, and start the day off because we were literally driving to the start. I don't know. How in many. your side by side? Yeah. So we're out in the middle of nowhere driving to where we're starting and uh, pull up and I set up the hammocks um, between myself and Ian Blomgren of Full Throttle Battery. Yeah. His UTV and uh, get everything all nice and I go to hop in it. And wouldn't you know it, he forgot to set the e brakes. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't in park. It just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and rolls in. I knock over a whole bunch of stuff he had sitting on a tire. He's That's like, funny. oh, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, <laughs> well, I should have put it in park, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that yeah, was a big funny. trust fall, too, because I literally hopped right on in and it pff, right on the ground. The thing almost <laughs> ran me over. <laughs> What's going like, on? Oh, gosh. What the what? Oh, <laughs> uh, That's good. Good times. Um, and then. uh Gosh, what else for gear? You know, I I, I kept it light. I knew that uh, uh, we'd we'd come across the river here and there, a lake that we'd be able to jump in. Um, fresh underwear, fresh socks. Other than that, I had like a couple of t-shirts, one pair of shorts, one pair of pants. Wow. And I figured, well, I'm not going to offend anybody, but the same guys that would be offensive to me. So, and there's nobody in your passenger seat. <laughs> nobody in my passenger seat. God, it was so hot. So, now that we know a little bit about what you did, let's look at this from the perspective of options for sleeping, right. eating, and mm-hmm. potential suspension upgrades you might want to do if you're going to go full overland right. on these side by sides. Because I think a lot of the people. I think you're kind of a unicorn when it comes to your side-by-side. Right. A lot of people like to go with people. You're like, just let me shred by myself. I'll follow right. you. Um, so yeah, let's talk sleeping arrangements first and the options. So obviously you can do rooftop tent, but 
that's going to come with some sacrifice. Some some people had essentially the OG version of a rooftop tent on the trip. In fact, um, they had tent cots that were strapped to the roof. Oh, see, that's and what I was going to be one of my suggestions. Pulled them off and set them up. And they're a lightweight option. Um, they're good. They got a shell. I've used them before. They're real simple. They're just, you know, they're big. They're bulky. They, they take up they, a lot of space. It's like, that's the do. problem with the UTV is the battle is always going to be space. Yep. Where are you going to put stuff? And, and they're basics that you know you want to have. You know you want to have. I had a tire patch kit. I had a spare tire. I had a jack. I had all, all of those basic necessities that I would need, a couple extra belts, all the tools I would need to go through that, um, a spare air filter, and uh, um, all the tools I might need to pull body panels and stuff apart. Right. And that, that was the extent of, of what I had. And, we'll, and I had an onboard air compressor, which I, I put on that thing just to keep that. I didn't know you had an air on there. Oh, yeah, a little single, single oh, cool. air. Um, and then, uh, so that, that covered that, but as far as everything else sleeping, yeah, I went minimalistic, but there are options. Like it, it's really, what can you, what you, can you do as far as the game of Tetris right? and putting everything together and how good do you want to eat and what do you want to have? Um, I know on one of the other guys, Ian, he had Cameron riding with him and they had all of their gear and all the camera gear. Right. All in that one unit, and it was packed out about as good as you can you can get. And I tell you, that company Giant Loop, yeah, they've got they've got dialed. some killer dry bags, yeah, yeah that make do. that make some of that like with mole strap all over them, like places to tie stuff on or tie them down to the roof and everything else makes it super super easy. Yep, and you don't have to worry about what kind of weather you come across or dust or anything else because. They're all sealed. Right. And I think the other thing, too, when it comes to sleeping, if you are going to go the rooftop tent route or strapping stuff to your roof like the tent cots, you know, if if you put three tent cots up there, that's almost 100 pounds. Some of those things weigh quite a bit. Oh, it adds up. You're going to sacrifice what your UTV's capabilities. Sure. I mean, you're completely changing the tipping point. If you you throw 150 pounds at the highest point of that vehicle and you're used to driving it without that on it, Right. You probably shouldn't go down some gnarly trails. Right. You should stick to the forest roads and because you tip it over and not only are you going to damage the UTV, but you're most likely going to mess up your Jack up your tent. sleeping arrangements. So I think a lot of it has to do with knowing exactly what kind of terrain you're going into. You keep saying rooftop tents. I have yet to see someone actually in the wild with one. I'm telling you. Like, until they send a picture, I'm not believing it. I think it's, I think it's, oh, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen them at the shows, but I think it's strictly for show. You, you, I I guarantee you. I can Google it. Oh, we'll see. No, they're going to send it in. Someone sends in your photos. I know somebody out there is rocking a rooftop tent on their UTV. You're... UTV with an ARP, ARB, uh, you know, tent on the roof that weighs 475 Plus an pounds. awning. Plus an awning. Let's <laughs> throw an awning on there, too. You got that special <laughs> UTV wave, the rooftop tent wave. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so in relation to loading If out, you have a, a rooftop tent, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. But so, what are you thinking? So you stick to the same, <laughs> the exact same kind of theories if you were to load out pumpkin for a long trip if you were to load out your side by side yeah. you mm-hmm. kind of follow the same rule of thumb yeah i do bring as minimal things as possible keep it low to the ground well, i think you know there's a, a i don't need to like set up camp and hop in a lazy boy and watch a right a movie i don't i don't there's certain things that i think we've grown way too accustomed to and for and i'm not speaking for everyone this is my own personal preference but i think you know a little bit of discomfort and a little bit of sacrifice here and there yeah. goes a long ways as far as appreciation. Totally. And, uh, you know, I didn't start thinking about stuff like that in, in those terms even until Ultimate Adventure. And you start thinking, oh, do I man. really need to haul all this? I just spent an hour and a half setting up camp after driving for 12 hours and I'm freaking, right. I'm tired. Yep. I just want to eat something and go to sleep. So I like to make it as simple as possible. I like to make it so the moment I show up, I can get a fire going, I can get food going, 
takes me two seconds to set up my sleeping arrangements, and then I can heckle all my friends that decided they <laughs> wanted to bring so much stuff that they were going to spend an hour and a half, two hours. I'll tell you Full what. belly, nice and warm by the fire. <laughs> there is, in my opinion, no better option for camp cooking in a UTV than the Timbo Tusk. Oh, no, I agree 100%. The way it breaks down, it's small. It lays fairly flat when it's all broken down. It's a plate if you don't want to. And the the adjustable leg version, great. Pull it right over to your chair after you're done cooking. It's easy to clean. The new ones come with a self-igniting lighter, so you can just, like you were saying, pull the the burner off the Timbo Tusk, use it to boil a pot of coffee. Um, Yeah, I think there's no argument there that Timbo Tusk is the way to go when it comes to uh, long UTV trips. Um, Yeah, and then just the simplicity and not like having to have... A huge cooler you or can, anything else. Well, and you can eat right off of it and then just dump some water on, boil it to tip it clean. over. It's clean. Um, let's talk a little bit about suspension. I think that's kind of a, if you are looking into getting into right overlanding uh, or long yeah. trips, I think that's a key thing that you need to look at because I would not recommend putting all that weight and all that stuff. Well, you can. It's just not going to ride all that, <laughs> all that great. You can. You're just going to be bottoming. Well, and the, the, the other interesting thing is you have a lot of these newer rigs, like with the dynamic ride control or the live right. valve or anything like that. And it's all um, it's all based on you being at a preset height. Totally. Like they've got to know your starting point. This is where you're at. And then everything adjusts from there. Otherwise, you get way outside wherever the, the valving ranges are, and it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't perform quite as nice as uh, as it could. So, I can tell you for me what I did with mine uh, my X3 is I know I know where it sits ride height. I did a dry run, packed it full of everything that was on it, took some measurements where everything sat, and I adjusted the preload on my coilovers to get me right back to where it needed to be for gotcha. those internal bypasses to function the way that they were supposed to, and and everything else to work. Um, and from there, God, it, it, it performed perfect. Like you wouldn't have even known that I had all that extra weight in. So talk a little bit about you adjusting the preload. And I think a lot of people, when you say I adjusted the preload might be like, Oh, how do you do that? That's so well, it, it's, it's well, you got, you got a couple of things. Um, you've got your crossover rings, which kind of well, uh, they determine how quickly that uh, spring rate's going to ramp up. Um, for those of you that have the two sets of coils and then the slider that, that works in between them, your crossover rings uh, adjust where that um, slider bottoms out, and then you go into a single rate for the preload. Um, your overall adjustment on the top, which is your overall preload, uh, that sets your ride height. So I went through and adjusted those ones. Tightened um, them down. To where where my ride height was where it was supposed to be as far as from the ground to the the bottom of the skid plate, which is what I measured to. I measured to something that was equal front to back so I could adjust accordingly. And then I set my crossover rings up where I like them from there, which it's going to be different for everyone. Go and play with it. The uh, closer that uh, those crossover rings are to your overall preload adjusters, the softer everything's going to be. The, the slower it's going to be to stiffen up, the more likely you are to bottom out. And the farther away, the quicker it's going to ramp up spring rate and stiffen up on you. So play with that. Figure out where you like it. You know, um, it's going to be different for everyone. It's going to be dependent upon how much gear you normally haul with your rig and, you know, how hard you drive it. But I, uh, I probably adjusted my crossovers Two or three times along the trip, just because I didn't know where they were going to be with all that weight. Right. I didn't know what was going to be best. Preload-wise, everything was dialed. Like, it, it stayed there. I didn't have to touch anything. Um, my springs have been through enough, I think, heat cycles and <laughs> <laughs> abuse that uh, they were fine. They weren't going <laughs> to sag anymore. So, um, But uh, it was spectacular trip. Like, I would do it again in a heartbeat. It was by far one of my favorite trips I've ever done in a UTV. Anything cosmetically that you would change or do differently <clears throat> from the standpoint of if you're going on? How many days was that trip? Uh, it was about a week. A week. Anything else you would want to have, whether it would be full windshield or 
comms or I know you had no comms, I had but. I had a I had a helmet with a SMB particle separator breather right anyone that doesn't have one of those get one oh my gosh it it's a game changer because you just have like fresh clean air all the time no matter what kind of dust you're in and a, a pair of goggles and a, a buff over your nose and and face that's what I'm Used to. It's not the same. When we got our all of our UTVs outfitted with those breathers. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm hooked up with the rugged radios, listening to some tunes, listening to I can hear everyone else. I can heckle them. So that's that's actually a really cool kit for anybody that doesn't know what it is. Um, so this rugged radios kit mm-hmm. comes with a little button on your steering wheel. Your push to talk. And then a push to talk button for the passenger. Yeah, if, if you, if you if have you a have passenger <laughs> so that they can talk to everyone else, you don't need it back and forth. Then it hooks up to Bluetooth so you can pull up your, your jams on your phone. Oh, yeah. Listen to jams in your headphones. And anytime somebody <laughs> talks over the radio. It cuts out the music and you hear them clear as a bell. And then when you want to talk back, you push the button, talk. It's right there in your helmet. You're like, zip it. This is my favorite part of the song, bro. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you guys are looking for like the ultimate form of communication, check out the rugged radios kits oh, yeah. they have for the UTVs. Um, and they have them in helmets, but they also have them, um, with muffs too. You can just put some earmuffs on, comes with a mic. Yep. Um, they are killer, uh, must do for communication. On yeah. Them. If you're going to run, if you're going to run a, a breather, um, a particle separator, mm-hmm. I, I get the full helmet. Yeah. So where it's at, it kind of. Cuts everything else out. Oh, man. It's great. <laughs> and it, it's pressurized, like yeah. with cool air, so like it, ne- you never get dust. No. You're like, oh, this is awesome. And it was actually really cool. We had the opportunity to, a while back, you and I went to SMB's facility. Oh, yeah. And did a tour of it. Oh, and they man, were that was so much fun. Their uh, testing room where they they put a lot of technology into those. Um, yeah. And they're they're awesome. So. Yeah, check out the and they just upgraded them actually to quieter versions. Um, what? Yeah, they got quieter little turbine motors in there and oh, snap, all sorts of cool stuff. So make sure you check out the uh, particle separators. Yep, SMB, um, rugged radios. They are awesome. And he, the, it goes it goes kind of without saying, but we'll say it because we're on the topic of it. Good recovery gear. Oh man, you got to have that. And I only say that because. You put in long days in these oh. UTVs, and and by the end of these long days, there's some lapses in judgment. Yeah, that's what happened to me. On your corner. I know. That's kind of why I'm bringing it up. Speaking of good recovery gear. <laughs> I'm, I'm a testament to that. Uh, get yourself a good strap. Get yourself some good soft shackles. Make sure you got a good winch. Make sure you're familiar with how all these things work. And uh, when it comes to recovery... Just breathe, take your time, and uh, be safe. Think about how the physics of everything are going to work, and then as soon as you get things back over and recovered, think about the next steps as far as, you know, how long was it upside down? Should I pull spark plugs out and crank this over so I don't jack up the motor because it hydrolocked with oil? Right. Um, what uh, What do we need to do for these next uh next few things to get things going is everyone all right and uh because we were going to be so remote everything else um i i got myself a garmin in reach because you never know and uh it was literally there were a couple days where it was like zero cell coverage and getting to cell coverage took a long time yeah and uh you know if if something happened we don't have that time so I want to be able to get a message out or at least tell people, hey, we're we're good, still moving. And we hammer a lot. And I would say the majority of our podcast, we always, recovery always gets brought up, but it, so does going prepared. Um, <laughs> the My Medic kits are awesome. Oh, man. Um, which I know you had one. I, I had one. They think of everything, and and you can customize your kits to what you think you'd need. So you can God, get. We really didn't. We're doing a terrible job here. I had a fire extinguisher. Oh, I had yeah. a first aid kit. <laughs> had a recovery bag. <laughs> uh, so these my medic kits, you, you can pick and choose 
mm-hmm. kind of how extensive you want to get. You can get the most basic package, and even the most basic one still comes with stuff like um, uh, what tourniquets. The tourniquets. Like you the, got all kinds of stuff for people that are diabetic. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and you can. That's the other cool thing is like you can you can tailor. Totally. You could tailor it to what you want by buying the separate little kits right. and just throwing them in your base med kit. And I would say the majority of the people on the trip that were with you were pretty skilled drivers. Everyone kind of knew their machines pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you still had somebody that had a slip up. Oh, yeah. So well, I mean, we all had a lot of opportunities to have <laughs> slip ups. Like that's a that's a long ways. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're doing a trip like that, it's it's really, I shouldn't say it's not a matter of if and when, because I don't want to say it happens to everybody, but man, I know a lot of people that have had accidents on side-by-side since they've owned them. Most, most people I know that have a side-by-side have been in some sort of either wreck or something. Wow. Well, everything happens faster. Totally. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just like a Jeep, just three times faster. <laughs> so you're like, oh, wow, I came up on that corner. Way quicker than I expected. So having the the right recovery gear, the right medical mm-hmm. gear, um, is definitely top priority. So yeah, make sure you're it's better to have stuff. and not need than need and not have. Right. Um, but for the most part, I think loadout on on a side by side is is pretty similar to a vehicle. Again, it it kind of comes down to what you're going to use it for, how many people you're going to be bringing. Obviously, if you got a four door. Razor Can Am, and you're taking four people. You're going to yeah. be extremely limited on room. So you I'm just taking none point oh yeah. with me. <laughs> so I, I think the important thing when you're doing the UTV loadout for long trips is to prioritize what you need over what you want. And if it means sacrificing yeah, food. A, a rooftop tent or a, a tent cot, mm. take a do a Kubernetes, take an Eno, put it in your glove box, and then take your Timbo Tusk and put that in there. So. Um, I, I think well, the really glove box won't. It, it, the Timbo test won't fit in the glove box. No, your Eno. He doesn't know what he's talking so about. So put your there. Eno in the but, glove but box. But yes, you should have a Timbo <laughs> test with you. Um, <laughs> but, but I think, like Cooper said, it's it's a really strategic game of Tetris when it comes to yeah. UTVs because you don't have the luxury of the extra room that you do in the trunk or the truck bed. Yeah. Um, so you've definitely got to prioritize, but I think for sleeping, the Eno is an awesome option because it's so compact. Oh man! I mean, you could almost put it in your pocket of yeah. your coat if you wanted to. I, heck, I use that sucker when I go Jeep camping in the summer yeah, because right. it's just like, nope, it's simple. It's one less thing to flip yep. forward and hit me in the back of the head when I roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, food, Timbo Tusk. Suspension, make sure you have it dialed. Yep. Definitely don't run your stock suspension. If you are on stock suspension, do what Cooper did and make those adjustments. Look at the the preload on everything because a lot of these side-by-sides that are coming right off the factory floor have pretty tuned up suspension. Oh, on. yeah. And they're, they're really capable for it, but just make sure you're adjusting for that if you're going to throw a whole bunch of weight onto this machine. <laughs> and in in line with that... After you unload it and you're ready for your trip, <laughs> just remind yourself it does not handle the same as it did without all that gear. So give yourself some time to, to get, uh, you know, reacquainted <laughs> with the role characteristics. Exactly. Um, I think another point we didn't touch, you, you mentioned it, but we didn't emphasize it enough is if you're going to throw all this weight on your rig, you better make sure you've got a spare belt. Oh, Unless yeah. you're driving something cool like a Talon. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Talon. It's the way to go. Awesome. Um, workhorse. Yeah. It is the it is the performance workhorse. It's a good one. Yeah. They knocked it out of the park with that. Um, be cool to see Yamaha do some, some new stuff in the future. Their YXC platform is rad, but if they had a little bit more... Wheelbase. Wheelbase... It would be one of those little spinny things. One of the, yeah, I'm ready for Can Am to have a proper gearbox. Gear yes, with some paddles, that would be killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about wheels and tires? Mm. Yeah, that change your perspective on anything if you're doing like a building. No, building I would. Something? I would still go with that. I love that Nitto Trail Grappler 32. Yeah, it is a durable, durable tire. 
I've beaten the tar out of it, and it's uh, it's good to go. Mm-hmm. I dig it. And then the the simplicity of things like um, those uh, method bead grips. Yes. So you don't have to spend time torquing beadlock rims and worrying about whether or not you your bolts are going to come loose, which is less of an issue on a UTV as it is on a big, heavy built off-road rig. But, uh, you know, they're, they're simple. They're easy. You could have a couple of, you know, tire irons and be able to swap out a tire right there. If you didn't want to carry a full spare right on a wheel, right? It's a pain breaking those things loose oh, but between man. The, <laughs> the weight of the UTV and, and, you know, some time, <laughs> which you'll have plenty of if you have a flat <laughs> it uh it's doable so on well, it's something you put on yours that we typically don't push a lot onto our customers that are calling in um is putting an air compressor on your utv yep. mm-hmm. it's not one that you see a lot of but if you are building it with the purpose of doing long trips yeah i would say that's a must-have oh yeah why well, the amount of tire pressure changes and everything right. else and, and potentials, you know, like, Oh, I punctured a tire and, and it happened. I punctured a tire, used my plug kit, fixed plugged it. that, fixed that, but <laughs> and I needed air in the tire. So <laughs> thank goodness. You know, I had, I had that. Um, and a couple other people used it too. Like it was, it was great. Um, not to mention they make that adapter now for that pro Eagle air jack yeah. so that you can run it with a, um, air compressor. That jack is killer. Yeah. Um, I think the only other thing that I would recommend, and Cooper knocked out of the park on his build, is if you are building for long trips and you're going to be driving at night, lighting. Oh, I've I've got all the lighting. All of them. The lumens were not left behind on mine. And the thing that would freak me out the most, especially if you're driving roughly high speeds at night, in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. all of the creatures live. All of them. It'd be nice to light up the whole road. Oh, no, it was. <laughs> I know yours is. You've got, what, three LP4s on the front? Yeah, three LP4s. And some S1s? Uh, the, on the S1s in the ditch. And then uh, um, a set of S1 laser laser beams. Laser beam um, technology. Yep, and then uh, race light out back. Yep. And uh, I want to say I have an S2 pointed back also. Oh. Just uh, for setting up camp and things and like that. But, oh, and I can tell you right now, after using that Baja Designs RTL, that race light in the back. Yes. Following someone in the dust. Yes. Those things are epic. Yeah. the Nothing else compares to that. Yeah. You're like, there they are. Right. I will not me. accidentally run into them because I know where they are. And I, there is, when you get on the trail with these guys, or if you're ever behind Cooper. Oh, you're not behind me. It's, <laughs> but if I'm ever behind you, <laughs> just know I will bump to pass. Oh, that's what happened to Kyle's corner, didn't you're it? damn skippy. You did bump me. <laughs> How's your pinky? No. <laughs> those, uh, yeah, those race lights in the rear are strictly safety precautions. Oh, yeah. Um, and they will completely, ch- if, if you're ever behind somebody that has one, it'll definitely change your mind about having one because you can see exactly where they're at. Yep. You won't see any portion of their vehicle at all, but you'll be able to you'll see know the, where the light is, the light. And that's where the back of it is. So yep. um, depending on the terrain that you're going into, if you're going with a big group of people, I would definitely recommend looking into one of those. And if you are riding at night, yeah, um, get some lighting, Baja, Rigid. Um, we've always used Baja. We love Baja. They've got a ton of technology behind their lighting. They're awesome. Never let me down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, that's UTV loadout in a nutshell. It's pretty, pretty simple to, um, hold on. I've got a question. What do viewers do for their setups? Their oh, uh. oh. I don't have a question. I've got a question for you. Uh So like Cooper. That was a smooth. Let's just take a moment. I want everyone out there to, to like recognize how amazing this transition was. Crushed it. Kyle, we've got our wonderful, our, our Oh, now you're going to try and pawn it off on Corey. Corey, you killed it. No, Corey did. He he forgot what the bookmark was for. 
Corey. <laughs> so we, that was a. You're correct, Cooper. Yeah, laugh. Cooper's right. We've got called him. Shout out, shout out to Corey because he's our our tech guru here, producing all of these things. And he, he always throws some random ideas at us. So um, on this topic, we asked you guys, if you do run rooftop tents, to shoot us some photos of that so we can show, I don't believe it. So we can show proof for Cooper that there's actual proof of these machines in their natural form. But also uh, give us some feedback. What do you guys like? What do you guys do to build out your overall rigs? Oh, yeah, definitely. Rigs? Um, we'd love to hear it. Um, heck, we may even do a part two of this episode if mm-hmm, we get enough mm-hmm. people to reply and say what they're doing um but yeah that's uh that's pretty much it as yeah far as oh, i think i want to throw it out there take it a little further oh, like if there's anyone in the local area that yeah. does utv overlanding and wants to come on and be part of part two let's give us it. some of your tips and tricks we'll bring you in on the podcast if uh, you're local yeah heck maybe we'll even do like a, a fireside one Oh my gosh. We can go, okay, you like to overland? Let's go. Let's go. And you're side by side, and we'll bring the podcast equipment and record it. Yeah. You know what? I like where your head's at. And it's cold out. It's my time of year it's for Cooper's camping. It's time of year. Like, this is the best time. Do you know why I love camping in the winter? Uh, there is nobody no, yeah, at is, the campsites. You can do whatever you want. The last trip we did, I yeah. remember when we finally got there, set camp up. You and mean like, in the middle of the road? Yeah, it, literally in the middle of the trail. We're like, oh, no one's here. We shut all of our vehicles off, and you could not see the hand in front of your face. No, it was awesome. And then the moon came up, and it was like, oh, my gosh, it's, it's the daylight. sun. <laughs> it's, it's, daylight it's daylight out here. Yeah. Winter camping is fun. Oh, it's glorious. But yeah, that'd be cool. If there's any local people out here that like to rip side-by-sides and do some long trips. And you got a rooftop tent on your side-by-side? Just don't even don't even email us. Just put it on your trailer and pull into the back parking lot so we can show Cooper. Oh, that's worth a, that's worth a t-shirt. <laughs> that's worth a t-shirt. That's definitely worth it. Somebody t-shirt. somebody locally that he's going to hear this is going to buy a rooftop tent. Yeah, it's going to be it's it's got to be secured with more than duct tape and bailing wire. <laughs> <laughs> Physically mounted to the machine. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think UTV UTV loadout compared to to Jeeps is is pretty much similar. But it's just playing that game of Tetris in space. Smaller tools, yeah, smaller tools. Um, <laughs> it, it's really bringing literally the only the things that you would need, all the other comfort and accessories. That's that's the way I like it. I I think that's the logical Get comfortable logical way to do it because you you, you got to prioritize when you're mm-hmm. doing UTV long trips because space is extremely limited um yeah and and, and just like and in, in thinking about it cuz I didn't even pack a chair but you know those max mats yeah they fold yep and they fold like perfectly as a chair for leaning up against a stump or a log and, and it can double as a sleeping pad I, it can boom booyah yeah that that's pretty much it. Hey folks, listen, we're getting close to our fiftieth episode. What on this podcast? <laughs> what fifty? Five oh. Wow. We're gonna do some special. I don't know what it is yet. Open to suggestions. Yeah. Shoot some shoot some things our way. Maybe we'll do something. Maybe we won't. But I think. 50th, oh, that one definitely has to be fireside. Fiftieth fireside episode. Oh snap! It's gonna be in the snow then because we're know. creeping up on it. Like oh, I I'm digging. It's already at altitude. Duh, <laughs> it'll be good. That's Done. okay. We'll have pumpkin. Yeah, and I'll have pumpkin. <laughs> I don't know what you're going in. <laughs> oh gosh. Hey man, listen. I'm waiting on gears like everyone else in this world. Hey man. Hey man. <laughs> so yeah, we're coming up on fifty. So thanks for all the views. <laughs> Um, if you guys want to check out more of the stuff we're doing behind the scenes or the current builds we're doing, make sure you follow us on Instagram or Facebook. We do daily posts on there on all the cool builds we're doing. Cooper's got some super rad stuff coming down the pipeline for his Mm -hmm, gladiator. mm -hmm. Uh, we've got some really cool stuff going on with our C40. That sucker. Wow. So we got Dave Chappelle working on that. Um, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. doing some sweet stuff with suspension. So if you guys want to check that out, go to our social media platforms. You can subscribe and follow there so you can get the updates. And then also, as always, you can check us out on YouTube. Uh, we post a lot of cool videos on there. I believe your BDR trip is somewhere floating around on yep, our YouTube. It um, is. So if you guys want to check out what Cooper did for his rig and 
a little bit of that trip and journey he went on. You can check that out. Uh, side note, halfway through that, not because of two, anything two related. Two-thirds. Two-thirds. Nothing related to what he did. Strictly no. motor issues. No one's going to believe that it wasn't me. Cooper switched from his X3 to the Talon. Yeah. Um, so he had got the, kind of the... I, I got, to, I got to try both things. And, <laughs> and I can tell you right now, I love my X3. Right. Super comfy. Oh, it's... I also yeah. love that Talon. I would take either one, right, and be totally fine. The nice thing about the the Talon, um, no belts, no belts, and uh, that sucker is uh, it just goes, it yep. goes good. Yep, it's fun to drive. I've driven it. Yeah, I yep. dig it. I did it again. You did. <laughs> I'm just gonna. We're gonna sign off on that. One note. of these times, he's gonna like <laughs> hit himself in the face or something. Oh, bite his tongue off. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. As always, <laughs> shoot us an email, podcast, and offer of power products. Mm-hmm. Uh, user questions, suggestions on topics. This is kind of how this this episode stemmed from. Um, I apologize. I don't remember your name. I should have looked it up again. What? I know. We had a customer. Seriously? <laughs> uh, but somebody oh did reach gosh. out and wanted to kind of know the comparison between uh, you have his info, right? Yeah, I've got his info. We'll we'll tag him in the comments. I'll yeah. make sure. I'll, right. I'll I'll get it to my guys. You gonna get him a T-shirt? Yeah, Heck for yeah. forgetting him. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, totally. You had one job, <laughs> one job. Um, but that's that's what we love about doing the podcast is in engaging with you guys. You guys send in a lot of good questions. So, yep. Um, hopefully that helps. Yeah, if you're gonna do long trips and your UTV, prioritize play Tetris. Yep. And uh, make sure you got everything you need to fix or recover in any situation. And for emergency stuff. And emergency stuff, because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen. I'd put the emergency stuff first. Yeah, especially when you're with kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Sweet. Thanks for tuning that in. That was everybody. fun. It was fun. Um, I liked it. We got another good episode coming up after this one, so make sure you guys do the subscribes and in and notification bells ding bing so you can stay in tune for our next episode which is going to be trail etiquette because cooper's got some recent stories yep of -hmm. some trips and i think Mm -hmm. we've all experienced Mm -hmm. some good and some bad out on the trail so Mm -hmm. uh, stay tuned Mm -hmm. for that we'll see you guys next time on off-road america's (laughs) off-road podcast look at the look you just i'm Stay tuned. We'll see you guys next time. I can't even with you right now. (laughs) Booyah. See you guys.